listen to the best of the church's music for the Advent season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. Sacred music for the Advent season. LutheranPublicRadio.org. In your twilight years of your life, are you going to look back and say, boy, I sure had great Instagram photos? Would it not be more meaningful if you had a grandchild's hand to hold on to, to sing hymns with you, and to encourage you, say, Grandma, I will see you again. I can't wait. The land that we're talking about, the land of Israel, God owns it. And anyone who's been on it, biblically or otherwise, has only been a manager or a steward. Jesus clearly believed in the Trinity. He rose from the dead, and until you do, I'm going with Jesus as the best witness to the truth of what is meant in the Christian church by the term Trinity. When we're talking about the the liturgy, what we're not talking about is a style of worship. Rather, we're talking about a theology of worship. Aerobatic pilots, at least this one, love issues, etc. Clear! (laughs) Well, the media narrative is very clear. I've heard it personally from at least three major news outlets. Stories about how since Dobbs overturned Roe v. Wade, public sentiment on abortion has shifted radically. A sharp increase in support for legal abortion. Is that true? The latest reported, the Wall Street Journal, from one of their own polls. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in live on this Monday afternoon, the 18th of December. Dr. Michael New will join us to talk about that Wall Street Journal poll and a new report on pro-life pregnancy centers. Dr. James Gill will be alongside. We'll talk about Lutheranism and mathematics. He's associate professor of mathematics at St. Louis University. And then Pastor Andrew Packer, author of a chapter for our forthcoming book, Objections Overruled 3, will answer the objection that gender is fluid. Dr. Michael New is visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America, senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham fellow with Americans United for Life and a columnist for National Review Online. Dr. New, welcome back. Oh, thanks, everybody. Much appreciated. Tell us about uh, some reporting from the Wall Street Journal on support for legal abortion. Sure. About a month ago, the Wall Street Journal reported on a poll that claimed that support for legal abortion was at record levels. They did a poll with the National Opinion Research Center, and it found that 55% of Americans thought that abortion should be legal for any reason. What they didn't really report on was the poll actually found a reduction in support for legal abortion. Numbers of people who thought that abortion should be a legal option in any circumstance actually fell two percentage points. So I thought this was very misleading reporting by the good folks at the Wall Street Journal. Have the media generally claimed an increase in abortion support post Yeah, the media's trying to make that spin, but the results are something different. You know, again, this Wall Street Journal poll actually found a very slight reduction in support for legal abortion post-Roe. An even better example is the Gallup poll. Gallup does polling on abortion pretty much every year. Between 2022 and 2023, they actually found a 5 percentage point increase 
in the percentage of people who identify as pro-life. So most of the polls that I've seen, the Gallup poll, the Edge Compass Marist poll, show actually quite a lot of stability in abortion attitudes, and some even show a slight gain in support for the pro-life position. Talk about how the types of questions that are asked on these surveys and polls do affect the answers that are given. Sure. I mean, people are very uh, split on abortion. They're very conflicted. So very subtle differences in how questions are worded can often affect how people respond. You know, that uh, when abortion questions are worded and framed in terms of protecting the preborn, people will often say they're pro-life. If they're framed in ways of protecting or advancing women's health, people often support legal abortion. Even the questions before abortion questions have an impact. If questions about religion are asked before an abortion question, people often say they're pro-life. If questions about women or women's rights are asked beforehand, people often say they're quote-unquote pro-choice. So we have to be very careful when we look at polls, not only in kind of how they're worded, but kind of also in context of other questions that might be included in that same poll. Has the Dobbs decision noticeably moved the needle on abortion support in the U.S.? I really don't think so. I think that a lot of the polling that's out there shows a lot of stability. Again, as I said before, the Gallup poll showed a 5 percentage point increase in support for the pro-life position after Dobbs. Knights Columbus, Judge Marist, does a poll that comes out every year, a week or so before the March for Life. They ask the same set of questions. They found a great deal of stability. This Wall Street Journal poll uh, found a slight increase in support for the pro-life position after Dobbs. So I think you've seen stability, and in some cases you may have seen a slight increase in support for the pro-life position after Dobbs. Tell us about a recent report on crisis pregnancy centers in the U.S. Sure. Last week, the Charlotte Lowe's Institute, in conjunction with uh, several groups, including the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates, Heartbeat International, and CareNet, all collaborated on a report on the work of pro-life pregnancy help centers. We surveyed 2,750 pro-life pregnancy help centers in 50 states and tallied up the people they saw, the services they offered, and materials they gave out. And we found that pro-life pregnancy help centers saw over 970,000 women in 2022 and provided over $358 million worth of goods and services that year. So pro-life pregnancy help centers are reaching quite a lot of people, women, youth, and families, and providing millions of dollars worth of great services and resources. What exactly do crisis pregnancy centers do? Pro-life pregnancy centers typically help pregnant women who are interested in carrying unintended pregnancies to term. And they offer a lot of resources. You know, they offer things like material goods, everything from diapers to clothes to strollers to car seats. They offer also services like ultrasounds and pregnancy tests. In many cases, they offer things like counseling, assistance housing, this is a job placement, so they really do try to take care of you know, pregnant women, not only until the child is born, but even afterwards. You know, they really do try to be there every step of the way for women, families, and youth in need. How did the Dobbs decision affect crisis pregnancy centers? It's interesting that the 2020 year was a challenging year for pro-life pregnancy help centers. The Dobbs decision probably placed some you know, increased strains on the resources. A number of women, because abortion was no longer legal, decided to carry pregnancies at term, and sought resources from these centers. So it was a strain of the resources. They also were sadly subject to some violence. Catholic Vote tracked violent acts toward pro-life groups and pro-life pregnancy help centers, and it's found at least 88 violent attacks took place since the Dobbs decision. So pro-life pregnancy help centers have been very resilient. You know, they were able to respond to the increased demands of the resources, and frankly, they had to put up with violent threats at times, but keen to 
do their best to serve your women and mothers in need. How do you explain the political hostility toward the work of crisis pregnancy centers post-Roe? I just think that really does show that, you know, the Democratic Party really has shifted very aggressively to the left on sanctity of life issues. I've always thought that if you truly are, quote unquote, pro-choice, you should support the work of pregnancy centers because they are truly offering choices to women in need. But that's really not the case for a lot of Democratic elected officials. A month or two ago, Governor J.B. Pritzker of Illinois signed legislation that would limit the free speech rights of pro-life pregnancy help centers. Thankfully, our friends at the Thomas More Society took some legal action. The Illinois Attorney General is not enforcing this law. But again, in a lot of politically liberal states and a lot of liberal localities, elected officials who are pro-abortion try to hinder their efforts. And that's just tragic. It really does show how beholden the Democratic Party is in some cases to the abortion industry. How do you respond to the charge that was made by Senator Elizabeth Warren after the Dobbs decision? She said... Those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts. We need to shut them down all around the country. I think what she said is just you know tragic. This report shows that pro-life pregnancy help centers are helping thousands of women and providing hundreds of millions worth of dollars in terms of goods and services. Pregnancy help centers aren't trying to fool people. They're there to help women in need. They're there to help you know women carry pregnancy to term and providing services that, frankly, abortion facilities are not willing to do. I'm on the board of the Northwest Center here in Washington, D.C. I would encourage uh, Senator Warren to come visit us someday. I think if she met with the staff and saw that the women uh, that we do help, I think maybe she'd change her tune a bit. You know, I think that at worst she's misled, and at best she's just trying to confuse people. Pregnancy upstairs do quite a lot of good, and it's just tragic we have people in her position trying to criticize and denigrate our efforts. How does the pro-life movement get the truth about crisis pregnancy centers out to the public? You know, it's interesting. A lot of people outside the pro-life world don't know much about them. The work of pro-life pregnancy help centers is certainly well-known in the pro-life movement and a lot of Catholic and Christian communities. But outside of that, our work is kind of unknown. I sidewalk council outside the D.C. Planned Parenthood, and many people are surprised to hear that there are places that will offer a range of help and a range of services to women who want to carry pregnancies to term. So I don't really know what the best advertising strategy is. I think this report's a good one. I would encourage everyone to go to the Lowe's Institute website and look it up. But just frankly, letting peers, colleagues, friends know about you know the good work of these pregnancy help centers would certainly help. You know, again, I think that many people are concerned. You know, post-real world, our uh, abortion is no longer an option. You know, what might happen to women in need? But the good news is that pregnancy help centers are picking up a lot of that slack. And I think their resources deserve more attention than they get. Dr. Michael New is visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America. He's senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham fellow with Americans United for Life and a columnist for National Review Online. You'll find a link to his columns at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Dr. New, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. We will be talking Lutheranism and mathematics with Dr. James Gill, Associate Professor of Mathematics at St. Louis University, next.
The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for December uses detailed illustrations and rhyming text to tell the story of Jesus' birth. It's titled, N is for Nativity. This new hardcover children's book is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or learn more about N is for Nativity at issuesetc.org. Use the ABCs from Advent to Zion to teach your children and grandchildren the Christmas story with N is for Nativity. You're personally invited to join Lutherans for Life and Why for Life in celebrating the theme, Just As I Am, January 14th through the 20th during Life Week 2024. Each theme day will explore a distinct aspect of life ministry through local activities, online educational events, interviews, and more. Find out more at lutheransforlife.org. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Lutheransforlife.org. Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues Etc. Teaching your student to read should not be complicated. Memoria Press's Phonics uses common sense and the classical approach with their First Start Reading program for the most effective and efficient way to teach your child how to read. If you're interested in learning more, visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 at checkout. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's Life Ministry cares for pregnant women sharing the love of Christ. Listen to Pastor Ed DeWitt with Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries. One of the first residents we had said to me, Pastor, why do you do this? And I said, just stick with me through this class. And when we're done, you'll understand completely. Many of the women, as they go through the instruction, when we get to that part about baptism, they're like, Pastor, I want that for my baby. I want my baby to be adopted into God's family. God's mission here, lcms.org slash national mission. 